to another episode of Here's My Idea. I'm Brian number one. I'm Brian number two. And today we are joined by urban planning expert from McGill University, Noah Rosen. Noah, how are you? Good. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me on the show, Brian. I know you were talking to me there. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, we have so, two Brian's now. <laughs> Please address us by Brian one and Brian two. That would be preferable. Will do. Um, so, hit me, Brian. What do you got for me today, Brian? So here's what I got. One of the oldest philosophical questions, right? A tale as old as time as you're driving on a road in the middle of the night and you come to a red light. There's no one around. You can see for miles in every direction. Do you go? That's, that's a question you're familiar with, yes? Yes, I hate that. So in that, what do you mean you hate that? Do you go or do you not go? No, I hate just sitting there. I hate just sitting there too. Noah, do you go or do you not go? I don't go. You don't go? Have you ever, have you ever gone? Have you ever run a red light? Never run a red light. It. Brian? I have, yes. Me too. Me too. Here's my idea. You treat red lights as stop signs. Same rules that apply at a stop sign apply at a red light. I like it. My first question is, is there like a, like a certain time? 24-7. 24-7? Yeah, 24-7. It applies. I'm assuming this isn't like for like highways and stuff like that, though. This is just like... Every time there is a red light, <laughs> you treat it as a stop sign. No matter where it is, no matter what's going on, you treat it as a stop sign. Noah, you're an expert on urban planning. What does the data show us on this? Well, Brian, one, uh, the data shows that this is a really terrible idea. Um, huh. What about decreased visibility? Should you still run a red light? Uh, so, again, <laughs> it's not running, you're not running a red light per se. And, uh, no, I'm sure you're famous with the, I'm sure you're familiar with the Kalitsky study of 1984, which proved that, that, that red light, that, that, <laughs> <laughs> let me just pull up the Kalitsky study, sorry. Um, Right, it proved that, um, anyways, we'll, we'll get back to the question. <laughs> you don't want to see the data on that one. Yeah, the data, I'll, I'll throw it to the data. We can talk offline if you want to circle back. But anyway, my, my point is that as a society, we already trust people. Do we? To, do you, to pull up do you <laughs> trust other drivers I don't, I don't, on the road? I don't trust some drivers to, to go through the red light and use it honorably. And not, like, my dad, personally, I feel like he, he would just, like, just go right past it. it as a yield sign, you know? I don't see a lot of people hesitating at those red lights. Most people don't stop at stop signs. But, did, but people stop at stop signs when there are other cars going. Not Most people do a rolling stop. How people are not just constantly T-boning each other everywhere there's a stop sign. That's not what's happening. What does a flashing yellow mean? Does anyone know? I think it's yield. It's the same as a regular yellow. Um, they're the same thing. Oh. Interesting. I, Interesting. Guess, I guess she would That's, know. Yeah, exactly, as the exactly. expert. Exactly. They don't, they don't hire slouches over there at McGill. I can see that. Um, so why have the red light be something that's optional when you have the option of the yellow light? Why not replace the red lights at certain hours of the day with the yellow light? Because yellow light means go. Proceed with caution, Brian. If it doesn't mean proceed. Yellow, it means a yellow light means slow down. They have different lights in Canada because the United States. We we have the 
you can still go through if you but enter the intersection of yellow. Flashing light means yield. No, flashing so we're asking yellow, people to yield. Flashing, we're not asking them to stop. Flashing yellow is proceed with caution, which is what you're saying to do. Are you supposed to stop at flashing yellow lights? You're supposed to hesitate. So you're supposed to proceed with caution. You're supposed to see what's around, and if you need to stop, you stop. If not, if there's another go. car, you stop. If there's no cars, you continue. So that's what I think red lights should be always. That's my point. So you should you have to stop. You, you should have to stop. You think we should change red light culture and the way we teach that versus just utilizing something we already know? I don't. I, I, I think it's a different. You're asking the cultural question, which is interesting. But I'm just talking about what the law would be. I think if you pull up to a red light, you should stop. And then if there's no cars around, you should always be able to go 100% of the time. It's the same as a stop sign. Brian, did you know that the way that like those red lights work in like the suburb areas that you're just like waiting for the red light? Is this going to be that old wives' tale about you can put your high beams on and then it'll go to green? No, it's that the metal in your car disrupts the uh, magnets in the ground. That that interferes with which then the red light knows to turn green. So when you're on like a motorcycle or on a bicycle or something, sometimes there's actually a button on the side that you they have to get off their motorcycle and push to make it so that it turns green. Really? Yeah. No, no, you're shaking your head. What do you, what do yeah. you think of this? Sounds like an old wives tale. I learned this in high school physics. So blame Mr. Yeah. Pecor if that's, uh, if that's wrong. Oh. This is a, this sounds like a conspiracy theory. This seems like something you read on like QAnon or something like that. <laughs> red lights. So yeah, my theory is people get where they're going faster, less traffic, better for the environment. And you just keep it moving. What do you think about just changing, like what Noah's saying is changing the culture and just replacing everything with roundabouts? Yeah, like, you know, there's... Every, they, they, well, you every know, intersection. Well, well, also, also, well intersection. Also, also, you know, there's like con- there's countries that d- just don't have streetlights at all. They just, they just go. Where don't they have streetlights? I'm pretty sure Puerto Rico doesn't have... I only has like one red light on the whole island. Well, first of all, Puerto Rico is part of the United States. Yeah. So. No, 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 no. no. I've never... I, 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 on okay. this one. Right. Certain places, All right. if you will. All right. You're saying Puerto Rico doesn't have stoplights? I guarantee. I guarantee Puerto Rico. I bet has they only have like three, like three <laughs> stoplights. Puerto Rico has three stoplights on the whole island. That's what you're telling me right now. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. I really don't think that's. That's what I'm telling you. I'm going to Google right now stoplight in Puerto Rico, Brian. I guarantee I get something. Stoplight in Puerto Rico. Hold on, hold on, hold on. In Puerto Rico, red lights are never to be ignored per traffic laws. What is allowed is that after midnight until 5 a.m., red lights can be treated as stop signs. They already happen in Puerto Rico. Are you kidding me? You got really Puerto Rico knows Puerto what they're Rico. doing. That's the only one I knew of. I didn't know any other country that does. It's not a country. Not a country. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is amazing. So this, that goes back to my first original question is, is this how, like, do you think of this as like a time? No, I, well, I would do it 24-7. What was the time that they said again? They have midnight to 5 a.m. Let me tell you, Brian, I'm looking at pictures of San Juan, Puerto Rico. I don't see a lot of stoplights. Let's see. Puerto Rican stoplights. There do seem to be pictures of stoplights here, but it's tough to know if they're in Puerto Rico. <laughs> I think if uh, they have a law about when you can run the red light, there must be at least four lights. 
Yeah, there must be more than there must be more than three. It feels yeah. like you know, wouldn't really need a law for that. Right. Like what do you think? Like does this look like a Puerto Rican stoplight to you? Like right here, that's, that's what came up. That's hundred percent in Puerto Rico. Oh, that's says oh, Japanese. It's Japanese. <laughs> I don't know my stoplights as well as I thought I did. I don't know. You must not be uh you must not be the expert in urban planning we thought you were. So yeah, so this idea I guess is already in place in certain places. By the way, people have been calling me crazy. I've had this idea for a long time. People have called me crazy. Who knew that in Puerto Rico, that's what they do. When we already, as a society, let people turn right on red lights. But not every location has that. High traffic areas do not have right on reds, typically. Interesting, interesting. Like, what are some of those high traffic areas that don't have right on red? <laughs> you want to name the street? I would say major highways and major, major, major roads. Yeah, major roads, like... I would say a lot of, you know, four-plus lane intersections at a four-way stop don't tend to have right on red. Places with higher speed limits, when you're, you know, merging onto a place where it's going 50 from a 25, they might not have right on red necessarily. Which is why I feel like this is the best for suburbs. Yeah, it would probably be most... What if we did this? What if we... I was going to say, what if we did this? What if we added a fourth light? Green, yellow, red, and then maybe like a red diamond or, or a red stop sign in the light. That means like stop why not, and then... Why not, why not at that point just have it be red, yellow, green, and then when you want at like midnight, it starts going to flashing yellow and that's it. I think like that's it. the idea. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I still think I still think it should be more often. I think just it has to be theory. after hours. The more you guys talk, the more you're coming around. To, you're just putting different words to my idea. But I like your idea. I just think that's the... This must be what it feels like to have something mansplained to you. Because I feel like you're just taking my idea and putting different words. I think we're taking your idea and improving it, perhaps. Um, Interesting. Making it safer. Less of a public menace, if you will. Let's see. Anything else you want to add on to this one? No, I think that's about it. I think our ideas were spectacular and yours was, you know... Better next time. Better next time. So let's hope so some city out there other than uh, the island of Puerto Rico. Please do this. Make it happen. Uh, special thanks today to expert on urban planning from McGill University. And uh, the she's, she, she's the Smitelli lecturer in, in residence at McGill and an expert on urban planning, Noah Rosen. Thank you for joining us, Noah. Woo! Thank you. Thank you so much. And Brian, thanks a lot. That was a good one. Yeah, let's let's make this happen, folks. Brian.